host, Reggie Ponder, the real critic. He's here, as always, to, like, really send us out on the good foot. Thank you <laughs> on for the coming. good foot? Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. I Setting like that. Setting the tone for the weekend. I like that. I like I like. I like the good foot, you know? <laughs> How are you, Reggie Ponder? I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, wow. There's so much to talk about. Uh, I listened to Gabe today, and Gabe talked about um, he had a new uh, a rapper on, and and uh, you mentioned that uh, you want to thank your mom for not, you know, going into the whole uh, crack I thing. I thank all the, all the moms who never got you into know, that. I, 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 I want to thank uh, the lunch school ladies who were making the food, especially those cookies. So I, I oh, heard yeah. I heard him say that on the rap, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, those I made soft. friends with them love yeah. with them lunch lunch school ladies too. Yeah. They yeah. were, they, I, could, I could use a couple of those butter cookies right now. <laughs> oh, we'll get you. We'll get some, some baked goods into you before you leave. Don't you worry about that. But you said you have to practice, right? Oh, that's for pies. Oh, for yeah. Pies. you got to practice pies. pies. I'm, I'm just here to tell people, don't be showing up to Thanksgiving with, like, the first try of something that you never made before. <laughs> You're like, hey, hey like, oh. I decided to make this pumpkin pie. I've ne- have you ever made good. it before? Uh, and it's all runny and weird. No, nah, I'm, I'm with you on yeah, that. I'm no, with you got to practice that's, that sort of thing. Good stuff, good stuff. I, uh, you know, Thanksgiving just a couple of weeks away, but I'm always grateful for you when you stop by. Shall we uh, stop off at the box office and yeah, find out let's, what's going let's on? Let's stop off at the box office. It was a surprise at the box office last week weekend, and that was the movie Midway. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And, and, and this is a movie I didn't see that I wanted to see. Um, it did 17 almost 18 million dollars at the box office mm-hmm. coming in at number one and it overperformed the film that was supposed to be at number one was dr sleep yeah. and i don't want to say that people slept on it uh-huh. because that would be like too funny <laughs> i would say well people took a nap on it you know uh, <laughs> uh they didn't wake up on it they they weren't hit, you know uh, but it came in at number two with 14 million. Do you think Doctor Sleep came out just a bit too late to capitalize on the scary kind of thriller no, situation? No, I think it came out. Uh, actually, dang, why would I say no? Yes, Jill. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. When I look at the top five films for Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, the on, on the day of Halloween and um, the following day. Those top five films were it was I, 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 it was Joker number one, Maleficent was in there, mm-hmm. uh, Zombie Land, Countdown, and I think it was uh, and I think Parasite. Okay. So yeah. I think Doctor uh, Sleep would have had a place to play there, and people on, on Halloween people went to see those other movies. So so yes, I think uh, wow. Did you say you needed me? I, me well, get, you know me, what? I learned go. all this stuff from you. I let, wouldn't, let me I wouldn't leave. have this let sort of leave. Hollywood insight if it hadn't no. been for years of talking to and, and, and I think, uh, you know, uh, I don't like the title of this movie, Playing With Fire. It came in at number number three with thirteen million, about $13 million yeah. its first week out. And then uh, Last Christmas came in at number four. What's interesting is that this is uh, the last two weeks have all had in the top four new movies. Yeah. And that's been kind of kind of rare, actually, that that the older, more established films have, have fallen out of the top five. Yeah. So uh, number five was A Terminator Dark Fate. That's really not a good number for them. They dropped over 62%. Ooh. So that, that that's not good at all. This movie has made four, about 
$49 million at the box office. Mm -hmm. However, the international box office is really where it's at for them. They've made another $151 million there. So it's over $200 million. The, the, the deal is, Jill, is that uh, I, what um, we, we get our, our information from Box Office Mojo mm -hmm. and what they did is they stopped telling us how what much the budget the, is. Yeah, what, I was what looking for that were. right now. Because they want Reggie Ponder to pay for the pro version of this so that I could oh. see those additional those additional facts. I will eventually do that, but yeah. I'm I'm protesting because I'm mad. I'm, you know, I'm mad for you. I, I'm, I'm mad because they, they really want me to pay. So we don't know, but I would suspect that a movie like Terminator Dark Fate costs at least $100 million. So $200 million is not a, really a good thing. They need to make at least $300 million to to uh, recoup their money for that one. Yeah. Number five was The Joker. Number um, I mean, number six, The Joker. Number seven, A Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Number eight is Harriet, which uh, I saw a couple of times. Uh, went with some went with a mixed group of people. I know that my sister's taking a, uh, her classroom to go see it. I think that this is a very important film to see, and there's a lot of discussion that will come out of that. There's discussion about how true is everything, mm -hmm. uh, where does religion play as a, as a part of this, because they really show her spirituality, uh, why they didn't show a lot of the uh, heinous crimes as it relates to slavery. So there's a lot of discussion there, but a lot of discussion that will hopefully spur people to go back and learn more about Harriet and that time. So uh, I, I recommend that people go check that one out as well. Let's talk about some new movies. I, uh, I you know, you know this about me. I don't know how to drive. Uh, I don't, <laughs> don't understand know how. That. I've never learned. Uh, but I do like watching. There's There was a... Um, a reality show that Netflix had, like a competition reality show that came out earlier this year that was like if American Ninja Warrior and Too Fast, Too Furious had a baby and it was just all obstacle courses and stuff like that. And I was hooked. I watched like the whole season in like a, a, one day, like a sick day. I watched it all. So when I found out that uh, my favorite 21st century Batman was starring in a movie about cars going fast, I was like, sign me up. Tell me more about Ford right. versus Ferrari. So, firstly, we're getting two Academy Award winners. I'm we're saying. getting Matt Damon and we're getting your famous uh, guy, which is Christian uh, Bale. Yeah. And this is Ford versus Ferrari. The story really is that Ferrari it w was the uh, creme la la creme, mm -hmm. the standard by which race cars, uh, especially as it relates to the Le Mans. And uh, Ferrari would always win these uh, the 24-hour of Le Mans race uh, in France. And so uh, Matt Damon plays uh, Carol, Carol Shelby, who actually won that race and becomes this famous American car designer. And Bale plays Ken Miles, a British driver who ends up driving for um, Carol Shelby. Okay. And they're trying to beat out... Uh, uh, the Ferrari. They work with Ford. They partner with Ford, mm -hmm. Henry Ford II, yes. not Henry Ford. Not the, the uh, they partner name. with Ford to try to make this new, this new vehicle. So we know who's in it you, because those two are in it, and that's enough. And they have a great cast in this all, all, all the way through. But what's the like about this movie? Cars. Mm -hmm. Let's see. What else? 
cars. <laughs> did, did I did I say cars? Maybe a little couple oh, cars my goodness. in here. If you like cars, I think that you'll like this. I think you'll like the story of about Ford trying to challenge Ferrari in this in this venue. Matt Damon. I mean, if we're talking about cars, did you see him in the Bourne franchise? What was in that? Oh, cars. Cars. Lots of yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a there's Matt Damon Christian thing. Bale, and did you see him in Batman? What was in that? Oh. Cars, the, 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 the Batmobile. Yeah. I, I like the story of Ford trying to be Ferrari. Uh, I like the story of uh, Carol Shelby. You learn about him and how he became this great American car designer. I love the story of this British driver uh, played by uh, uh, played by Bell, uh, uh, Christian Bell. And um, what's really interesting is that uh, this driver is a great driver, but he really hadn't mastered the the art of royal etiquette mm. meaning his bedside manner wasn't that great um. it was not it was much to be desired his human skills are lacking i mean uh, his filter is missing you know filter car filter uh, uh -huh. uh, his engine is always revving uh, but but he was messed up and it's also a story about henry ford ii and then there's this battle to make this great great car and who's gonna what kind of car are they gonna make who's gonna who are who who's going to drive the car. I think that it's funny. It was uh, enjoyable. I like the bond between the two. The guys were, uh, the chemistry between them were really good. I felt that this was uh, interesting and it got me to go along for the ride. So uh, all I would say to people is, ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Okay. Now you might say what's, what's, what's not to like about this, there's, there's a lot of racing scenes. And and if you've seen one, you've seen probably seen them all. So some people might be like, oh, I'm just tired of seeing. But I think they used them well to kind of set up the story and uh, keep keep the drama going. My my rating for this one is three out of four reels. I, I'm saying that you won't be sorry that you missed the race. Mm -hmm. uh, you won't feel stuck like on the Dan Ryan or the 405. But you will feel like the ride was worth it. So I'm, I say go check it out. All right, you heard the man. If you uh, maybe just get an Uber to this one because you're going to want to drive real fast. And it's, <laughs> for sure. It's for not sure. Uh, not safe on these slick streets. When I left the movie, I actually pulled out of the garage like I thought <laughs> I was doing something. You know? So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope that uh, this next movie we're going to talk about does not inspire you in a similar way. Let's talk about The Good Liar. No, with... you're lying. Uh, I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Ian McKellen is the liar here, though. And uh, he and Helen Mirren, I'm in love with this little pairing, man. Right. Tell me more because right. these are two uh, right. legends in the game. Right away. So you, but we're talking Oscars again. I, we I get, mean, honestly, we get an Oscar with Harry Millen and uh, Mirren, and two-time Oscar nominee with Ian McKellar, Kellen. And so, um, hey, what what is this movie about? It's about Ian playing this this uh, swindler, this con man who cons everybody. He now now goes on to the dating scene, dating apps. He finds Helen Mirren. Mm. He gets her, ropes her in to, with his charm and everything. She in, eventually invites him to stay at her house, and and he is. I mean, he got he he throw he has thrown that fish reel out there, and he's just reeling her in. He yeah. he's he's ready to to rake in some. This real. This is like real. People do this. Some some some, some money, and so. Uh, what's to like about this one? Firstly, Her Helen Mirren. I mean, I, I love her. 
She's I mean, fantastic. I love it. And, and while I like Ian McKellen, I love Helen Mirren. I think that she is just a phenomena. The whole premise of the swindler is interesting, and you're like, hey, what's going to happen there? There's also something mysterious about this whole thing. Mm. Come on. How how soon after you meet this dude, you're going to invite him into your house? I mean, he must he, he was really good yeah. in terms of getting her to do so. But what I also like is that Helen's character uh, doesn't want to get intimate. No kissy-kissy, no huggy-huggy, no. Mm -hmm. She's just looking for companionship. But Ian is like, hey, I'm looking for a little something-something. He even asked her in one, at one time, he says, uh, uh, hey, can I come in to her bedroom? And she says, well, if you're looking for sex, it's not going to happen. He says, no, I'm just looking for a little cuddle. And He's looking for a new it, love, baby. <laughs> right, right, looking for a new <laughs> love. Uh, this one will have you laughing, also cringing, because uh, you're talking to the screen on this one. You're saying, no, Helen, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't let them in. And then when they vacation, they, they do a vacation in Berlin. Um, the references to the Nazis, the Jews, and the war, I think is a great way to kind of humanize the people during that time. A lot of times we, we get this really heavy-handed piece as it relates to uh, the Holocaust um, and, and that, that time period. It, it wasn't heavy-handed mm -hmm. but it, because it kind of focused in on, on the people and the impact that that period had on them. Uh, so I thought that, that was interesting that they would go back there. I, I also like that Ian's character, Roy, started to really like Helen, and I think that made it complicated. Like, would he really go through with this with this con? Uh, he, he It looked like he might have been conflicted. And it also showed him being ruthless with other people because he, he had some other cons going at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I like the pair of these. Um, and I, I just like it overall. So what's not to like about this is they spent a lot of time setting up the caper, which I uh, which which I like. But they it felt like they rushed it to get to the end. It felt like the uh, after they set up the caper part really well, that the other pieces kind of moved uh, really quickly. It, it seemed a little bit out, off balance to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that the story does take a turn when they get to Berlin. So some of that energy of the romance and the stuff that might draw you to the to the movie kind of fell fell by the wayside. But I, I like this overall. I think great acting, in, interesting twist. And yes, there definitely was some good lying. All so right. I'm giving this one three out of four reels. Three reels from Reggie Ponder on the new Miriam McKellen joint, The Good Liar. You, you you incorrectly clocked my face earlier by saying <laughs> that I was not a fan of of this franchise or this concept, and that's not true. I I'm a fan, you know. I'm I'm Gen X. I grew up with Charlie's Angels, so I am uh, curious to see how this latest iteration works out for 2019. I was my face did say, why do we need another Charlie's Angels? But I like these actresses, so let's hear about 2019's Charlie's Angels. So, so the, the one of the most important things about this is that Elizabeth Banks actually wrote, produced, and directed this. That's one of the most important things about it because she has uh, ar already moved from acting into directing and producing, and now she's expanded herself into the acting realm. And I really, really like that. So she, she was an actor in this one, as well as the director, as well as the producer, and she Ooh, wrote it. You know, so, she's glad this movie's out. She's like, so, get it out so of here. So I'm very, very happy for her uh, in that regard. Uh, as it relates to Hollywood and women telling stories as opposed to somebody else writing it and then then them performing it. So I, I, I like that. So what this one really is about is that now women are are, are 
very important in the development of the angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that Bosley is not a name, as a, it's really a rank. Ah, uh, yes, because I'm looking at the cast list, and I see two Bosleys. There's, there's a lot of ranks. And they, so. I mean, there's ways in which they could be related, but I'm having a hard time seeing Elizabeth Banks and Jamin Hansu as brother and sister. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. We get uh, our, our Christian Stewart, uh, Naomi Scott, and Ella uh, Belinska as the as the angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Banks is one of the Bosleys, uh, Jaimin Hansu is a Bosley as well, and then they bring back Patrick Stewart, who is also a Bosley. What's the like about this one is that, come on, it's a female empowerment story, and and I know some people are getting tired of those um, movies because I hear it from men and women, like, come on, let's, you know. Um, but I, I, I'm not because they're not enough of them, actually. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we probably have to go overboard to try to balance it out anyway, so I'm, I'm not... Uh, they have so many capable, badass women in this film. I, I, I think that they um, they can fight. They're smart as well as being sexy. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that in this in this day and age, but I like sexy. It. Yeah, no, I, they're pretty I, ladies. How, how sexy? That's that's is. part of the Charlie's Angels like mythos, right? Like they're supposed to be disarmingly attractive. That's right. So that you are lulled into this. Oh, oh they couldn't girl. possibly be like scientists. Uh, assassins. <laughs> that is so funny because that is actually some, the first scene uh, deals with that that topic. Um, I, I I also like that there are different Bosleys, which we talked about. That it's a rank. Not uh, I like that Patrick Stewart is back. Patrick Stewart is back. I really like Patrick Stewart. That's so I think that's so cool. I think that a uh, uh, Christian a uh, C- Christian Stewart and uh, Ella Balinsa are really cool and interesting and. Uh, Naomi Scott actually provides the comic relief in this film. Hmm, okay. So it's because she, the, what the story is really about is, the, uh, is that she plays this person who created this powerful uh, power source and it can turn on lights, it can power buildings, all uh, power cities, but of course there's a kink in it that somebody can hack it and use it for, for bad. Uh. So that's that. I think this is funny, it's fun, and it's full of action, but what's not to like is did we really need another angel movie? Did we? Really? I mean, not Angels in the Outfield, not City <laughs> of Angels, not Angel Has Fallen, and definitely not another Charlie's Angel. I just didn't need another Angels movie. I, the Angels story of taking technology that was good, meant for bad, it's, it's old, so it doesn't really excite me. And honestly, I, I just didn't care. I didn't care overall about the film, right? But I'm on the I'm on the cusp on this one. Do I want to make it fresh on my Rotten Tomato uh, review, or do I not? No. I'm wavering between two and two and a half for this one, and this is going to be one that people have to uh, going to have to decipher for themselves. I'm thinking you can wait for this. It's fun. You can wait for this one and watch it on TV. But in support of women empowerment and Elizabeth Banks, uh, everything that she's doing with this film, I'm hoping that it does well. So that's how come I'm kind of wavering between the two. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be the one that I would rush out and go see. The other two are, are more interesting to me that we talked about. But uh, if you go see this one, I'd say go check it out at the matinee. Okay, so that's matinee level uh, Charlie's Angels for you. Go see it during the day, and then, I don't know, take yourself out to dinner. Treat yourself. All right, go on a Tuesday, too. Yeah. $5. Reggie, the real critic, Ponder, where can people find you on the internets? Yes, you can find me on the internet at uh, 
Well, where can you find me? You can't find me. No. You, <laughs> you can find me, follow me on Twitter at uh, The Real Critic, R E E L. You can follow me on Instagram at The Real Critic, R E E L. You can follow me on Facebook at Reggie The Real Critic. And you can go to my website, ReggiePonder.com. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Reginald.